0: Hello everyone. Welcome to episode forty-six. This is with Jackie Pringle, director of awards for the CCMA. I've known Jackie some time now, where she's um, very knowledgeable about contact centres, really passionate about people. Um, big fan of Get Out of Rap, which is always <laughs> which is always great. She listens religiously and is always giving um, great feedback. Hope you enjoy this. If you're thinking about entering the UK National Contact Centre Awards. This hopefully will be very uh, enlightening. If you weren't thinking about it before, you probably will be afterwards. So thanks for listening again. Um, Let's get straight into it. Thanks. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 46 of Get Out of Wrap. Joining me today is Jackie Pringle, the Director of Awards at the CCMA, the Contact Centre Management Association. I've known Jackie quite a long time now, and we're going to be talking about the UK National um, Contact Centre Awards 2021. I nearly forgot what year it was there. Hi Jackie, how are you?
1: Hi Martin, yeah, I'm good thank you, how are you?
0: Yes, looking forward to the end of um, lockdown. It's been quite a, uh, a different couple, well it feels like a couple of years, it hasn't actually been a couple of years. <laughs> <has> it? <laughs> it feels like it.
1: I know exactly what you mean, I do know what you mean
0: so um everyone loves these awards especially the uk ones because i think they're. you guys have always set out that they're more people um specific where are we at um right now so just bring people up to speed with um the awards this year and where you are in the in the process because i know you kind of live and breathe this stuff
1: yeah yeah so um The nomination window is open at the moment, and the deadline is the 31st of March at midnight. Um, We never extend that deadline, so we always do make a point of saying, you know, get your entries in. Um, We announce the shortlist at the end of April, and that's when tables will go on sale. Um, We'll do the judging between May and June. And then hopefully, fingers crossed, we can have the big comeback party. Um, 15th of July is the day in the diary at the brewery. That's a Thursday night, so you can book the Friday for hangover day. <laughs> um, but Yeah, it was funny, really, because I was talking to somebody who was um, planning on entering this year. And she was like, oh, Jackie, can you just imagine if we can have that event we'll all be swinging from the rafters we'll be so like desperate for a good party so um so yeah that's where we are at the moment and and that's
0: that's the plan i would i would need more than one day i think or maybe if that day i could book myself into hospital for the day after <laughs> oh wouldn't it be great
1: it's always a good do but um yeah so um let, let's hope let's hope
0: and um Are the categories the same? What kind of, are there new ones?
1: Yeah, so they are broadly the same. And as you rightly say, Martin, they are very focused on on the people. Um, So the bulk of them are individual categories. So we have still got, you know, the contact centre support manager of the year, complaints manager, RP manager, quality manager, business improvement manager, all of those are still there. Um, we've broken out the team manager of the year outsourced. It's always there, but we've made it more obvious that that is a category because what the team managers, what we tend to do is see who is nominated and then split them out into normally it's sales and retention, normally it's service. The others can vary depending on what nominations there are. So some years it might be technical or digital or inbound and outbound. It very much depends on on nominations that you get in. But so outsourced will definitely be one. If it was a betting woman, which I'm not to be honest, but I would say there would be a sales and there would be a service and then the others may vary depending on. We have still got contact centre manager of the year and contact centre manager of the year outsourced. And one of the new ones in the individual category this year, is the contact centre leader of the year. So that is ultimately the person that's above the contact centre managers. So they've got a much more strategic role. So, you know, um, it's interesting really because we've, um, we've been asked for this and we've thought about it long and hard. Um, when I've been having conversations with people this year, they're wanting to understand because obviously every organization calls their job roles, something different. Yeah. And so I've been having phone calls. Where I've got, okay, so the people answer the phone, what do you call them? Okay. So they report into these, what do you call these? And then what do they report into and who do you, so, you know, one lady said to me, she said, well, so where do my department heads fit? So I said, well, just explain to me what, what they do and who reports into them and who they report into. So I can work out which is the best category. So, um, so that, that contact centre leader, really, it might be a director, it might be a head of, it might be, you know, called something else. But ultimately, the way that I see it is a team manager has got normally 10 to 15 advisors that report into them. You might call them something different, team manager, team leader. A contact centre manager normally has, what, 10 to 15 team managers that report into them. Sometimes the contact centre manager is the highest person if it's a small contact centre. But in some organisations, there'll perhaps be four or five or 10, 12 contact centre managers that then report into somebody else above that, and that's the level that the contact centre leader um, is pitched at. But it goes without saying, and I've just touched on it there, if anybody wants any help or support knowing which category to put that person forward to, just pick up the phone and talk to me. I'm really happy to talk through it. And the other thing is that I always say that the panel of judges are really good at, if we see something and we think it's in the wrong category, we'll always go back to that nominator and say, we think that this person is better suited in contact centre manager than team manager, or they're better in training manager than contact centre support manager, and do you agree with that? So so even if it goes into the wrong part, we will spot it and we will talk to you about so you know that I think that's quite reassuring for people Um, the other category on an individual basis that we've introduced is the unsung hero and that is anybody really that's in any kind of management position that has just gone above and beyond during the last 12 months and the pandemic uh, you know we've seen some extraordinary stuff haven't we we're we're always really good in the contact center industry aren't we about reaching out to the community and doing the right thing and and really stepping up and i've already heard some lovely stories when people have rung me for advice um people coming through for that category so that's really exciting as well
0: great it's a great category that is because i think straight away as soon as you said it i could think of a couple of people from our uh, our center um, and I'm sure people listening will go, yeah, that's perfect for so-and-so. Um, it's going to be tough for um, you guys, maybe this year, more than any other year, isn't it? Do you think with how well the industry's adapted, that that's going to come across in, the, in all of the um, nominations, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, I think, I
1: mean just covering the rest of the categories and and covering the 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 answer to that question as as well martin at the same time hopefully Um, in the organization categories we've again introduced some some new categories in there to reflect what's happened in the last 12 months because we always review the categories every year anyway to make sure that they are relevant Um, but this year this year more so than ever because things just haven't been normal have they so as well as the diversity and inclusion culture and the engagement program and the impact on the community we've introduced one around health and well-being which we've had in the past but I think this year it's been more predominant um contact centers and well lots of organizations have have done some fabulous stuff in this space you see it on LinkedIn don't you, you see it all over the place Homeworking program because people have got <laughs> home working programs never even thought about it before haven't yeah. they so it's it's about people that have either adapted, or evolved, or built on their existing home working, etc. And then the most effective recruitment initiative as well, because again, recruitment has had to change over this wow. last twelve months. And um, I'll come back. Please don't let me forget to talk about the new contact centre of the year category. And um, before I finish, but but to answer your question about does it make it harder for us? So it makes it easier for us because there's some great stories out there so if you've got those if you've got the right categories you're going to get those great stories I think your question was geared around how you're going to decide who's won it's going to be really difficult for you was that where your question was yeah yeah so I think that um I mean you know Martin because you've as a sponsor observed some of the judging and participated in the judging and I I just know you're going to want to be part of Unsul Hero because you love that whole community and issues <laughs> and, and things. But, um, but it, is it going to make it harder for us? I think that when you, you so for example, with homeworking, we might hear a lot of, we got everybody working from home really quickly and we developed a great comms plan and we got everybody laptops. You know, you might yeah. get a lot of that. But what you'll get, the winners, will have so much more than that. They will yeah. have gone and beyond that and done some, you know, fantastic. We've heard so much brilliant stuff, things that organizations are doing, you know, for the kids because they recognise that the kids have been told to be quiet in the corner Monday to Friday night while mum and dad work. So organizations have, you know, so I I I don't I don't know. We'll have to see if it makes it harder. I don't think that it will. I think it's gonna just add something to the program
0: and it's going to be fascinating it'll be great i'm sure it will there's just been so much good stuff out there so if um if someone listening now is thinking maybe they haven't entered um before how how do they nominate what's the nomination process
1: so the you go online onto the uk national contact center awards website and on there is all the information about the categories all about the judges all about um, the, the judging process how it works where the dinner is when it is all the frequently asked questions and things there's a full toolkit on there that you can download that gives you loads of hints and tips and advice and talks you through the categories it even gives you the nomination questions and it holds your hand through this whole part of this process really right up to the judging part there's a webinar that Lee and I recorded um, at the beginning of January. And on there, we interviewed two previous winners and we interviewed two previous judges. So that's really, really helpful um, for people to both understand the process and get to know more about the awards and obviously get firsthand from the winners how they found the process and any advice that they would give to people that want to nominate. And from the judges what they're looking for um, and that's where the nomination form is as well so it's not onerous um, it's literally register or if you've not registered if you have already registered you log in you start the nomination form. it says we say it should take no longer than 30 minutes to complete it shouldn't but i don't want to underplay it because i get that people want to put a lot of work and effort into it to to put their best nominations forward and mm. um, so you know it it should it could and should only take half an hour but i accept that people want to put more into it if the story is there it shouldn't take too much thinking about um so it's basically just some basic details about the nominator some basic details about the nominee and i mean basic has an email address contact phone number job title that kind of stuff and then it's just 2 high-level questions, which vary depending on whether it's an individual category, a team category, or an organization category. An opportunity to attach videos, structure charts, employee engagement results, you know, whatever it is that you want to put with um, the nomination to support it, um, and that's it, press submit. So that's, that's where you would do it, and again, in the webinar, if you want to fast forward to that bit, I do actually walk through those screens of the nomination form and say what it's asking for and when. So people could look at that as well. And
0: do you think, um, I mean, that is so clear and so helpful, but do you think there might be people listening who go, oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I should, I'm sure this story is the same as, um everyone else is what what do people benefit from just being in the process how do people benefit how do organizations benefit
1: so i think that um and again a couple of the winners said this on the webinar this year um and we have got blogs on the website as well from previous winners um, and what always comes out is if you think about it And never is this more important than at a time like this when people are working from home on their own, perhaps feeling isolated, lonely, perhaps feeling a bit down, taking call after call or answering web chat after web chat or email after email, et cetera, you know, or, or delivering training and doing it in a totally different way than they've ever had to do it, worked harder than they've ever had to work before. If you think about it, as soon as somebody finds out that they've been nominated. You know, if, if you found out, Martin, that Jackie had nominated you for, you know, being the be- best podcast interviewer, even that, should, that be th- <laughs> <laughs>
0: should be a category.
1: Yeah, okay. Noted for next year. Um, but even at that stage, you feel 10 foot tall. Nobody's yeah. taken the trouble to nominate you. And, and that feels amazing. And all, and the camaraderie around your your teammates and that they're all behind you straight away. So even at that point, it, it, it's feeling good. Then if you find out that you are shortlisted and you're a finalist, you know, then, wow, then now we're, we're really excited and we're really, been, and it's an opportunity to, to benchmark yourself or your team or your organisation with a particular programme out there against other organisations. Um, and then I think, well, if you win, bronze silver or gold then it, it just goes through the roof and mm. we've heard some wonderful wonderful stories of from the winners last year and it, it it has just been you know me martin i'm all about people yeah i'm wanting to help and care and support people and you know when somebody sends you a photo of their trophy that's in the middle of their mantelpiece and how it makes them feel it does make you go a bit goose bumpy. Yeah. And in particular, you know, a story that we heard from, um, I don't think she'll mind me naming her, Rula, who was the contact centre manager of the year in a large operation last year. She she won gold and um, and she said to us, and this does sort of make me teary every time I think about it, really. We were asking her at one of the celebration events what it had done for her and her career and um and she just kind of i couldn't have scripted what she said martin it wasn't only about what it had done for her Mm. internally and her career and within the organization it's what it's done for her as a person and basically given her the confidence which she said she hadn't had before to go out and talk to all the organisations in Leeds that she could do, businesses, local businesses, to get support and donations for her to be able to put on a Christmas Day for the most vulnerable um, refugees and asylum seekers in Leeds. Wow. And her and her sister did that on Christmas Day this year. And I even read on LinkedIn this morning, actually, that she's now moved into phase two of that, charity and that program of work that she's done and without somebody having entered her for the awards this time last year she would not have had the confidence to do that
0: that's amazing that I is amazing because you think about the the lives that she's impacted positively and it all started from there that's great rulers actually coming on to the podcast in the amazing. next couple of weeks so I'm really looking forward to <laughs> talking to talk into her and that kind of that you're right that does that just brings a smile to hear that kind of um absolutely. what it can yeah. do for people
1: absolutely you, you do get lots of people um another winner said to me and again i think it was captured on the webinar um, but another winner said to me that you know obviously this year they were watching at home. Unfortunately, we couldn't be at the brewery. It was a virtual event. and uh, But even just sat at home with their partner, with a glass of wine, hearing their name read out when it got to gold. So they've heard bronze run out. They've heard silver read out. for, thought, oh, well, it was nice to be nominated. It was yeah. nice to be entered. Oh, never mind. You know, try again next year. And then when their name was run out, uh, read out as gold, he said it was really quite emotional I was a mm. lot more emotional than I expected to be mm. and um you know you, you can't you can't put a price on that can you and I think that um yeah some people have felt the benefit because they yes it's escalated their career and they've been promoted or they've been asked to speak at a lot of events and so it does lots of things for lots of different different people um and you know what? If you don't win, that's okay as well, because going through the experience we are told all the time mm. is really rewarding, and people get a lot from it. So they've had the opportunity to benchmark either as an individual or as a team, as an organisation. Like I say, depending on which category you've you've um, gone in for, and um, whatever the outcome, you can always ask for feedback and. You know, I heard a story recently about a company that entered, I think it was um, a few years ago, didn't win, asked for the feedback, really enjoyed the process, Learned from the process, came back the year after and won, took all the feedback on board and won. Um, And so, you know, win or not, really nothing to lose. If you think you've got a great story, you probably have. I think...
0: um there's no better industry that meets the kind of um motto of you win or you learn there's no there's no there's no losing in this um there really isn't that that
1: one i love that
0: yeah it was from um uh, conor McGregor um said it i don't think he was the first one to say to say it but um yeah he doesn't lose he said you he learns you win or you learn and um if people are going into the process having been involved, like you say, I, I love what you guys do. Um, it's been a privilege to see people go through it and then maybe come back the year later and they have taken on board. I just think it's great that it sees people, it allows people to be seen, and it allows them to have a, um, a friendly but expert eye and process cast over what they've done um to validate it recognize it reward it and also just to kind of like you say give people that visibility of where where they are because it's just such a great it's just such a great process and I I love I love your point around now more than ever um I think it is okay to say it people people's emotions are being positively um, impacted by this because we' we're, we're all going through something unique. Um, what better time is there to to, rec- to to recognize and nominate people that have made a, a real difference and there's no better way to tell them than, than this. And it, it is a, I guess it has been a challenge for you guys as well in terms of how did you t- how do you turn something, like this into a virtual event without losing anything
1: yeah so again when i think back to where we were this time last year we weren't even thinking about it we were planning the dinner at the brewery in may the judging timetables were all being drawn up and the visit schedule was all being drawn up and everything and then i think it was probably mid to late february where we started kind of thinking do you know what we're going to have to do this differently we're going to have to do all the judging virtually we pushed the dinner back till September hoping that we would be able to go ahead with a live event um, and then when we got to sort of I think it was the beginning of August we then said we're going to have to do the event virtually we can't keep people waiting any longer we can't do it live mm. so we made the decision to go virtual with the event as well but from the judging process, and again, Martin, I know you were involved in that, we we made the best of a bad situation and it worked really well.
0: Yeah.
1: Because yeah. um, I think the judges and the finalists both felt that they hadn't um, lost anything from having to do it a different way, particularly with what we call the panel judging, where the um, for the team categories or the organization categories people present. To a panel of judges and they do a presentation and they they we have a QA session, and that's how those categories are judged. So we did all that on Zoom, Teams, Hangouts. I learned about every platform that there was going, um, and that worked really well. And and where we would have normally done visits, where the lead judge would have normally gone out and visited that individual for the individual categories, we it, it just became a longer face-to-face interview hmm. on the screen on again on zoom or teams whatever the lead judge and the, the individual were, were most comfortable using the support judges were still there we still managed to speak to the line manager um and in some cases the um you know the, the direct reports and and so that all worked really well and so we were able and again people were emailing me afterwards saying oh, we've just left the session and the guys are absolutely buzzing. They really enjoyed presenting. And, and, you know, I'm blessed with the most amazing judges. I mean, they're all industry experts, but they come back year after year. They love it. They take so much from it. But it's great for me when the finalists say, oh, the judges were lovely. They were so friendly. They made us feel so at ease and you know, I love it when I hear um, the, the, the finalists say, oh, oh, that was a great question because they really enjoy even the yeah. questions, you know. Yeah. So, um, so even, at, even at that stage, um, it worked really well. And then when we got to September and the, um, you know, the, the ceremony went out virtually, the first one that we'd ever done, and we were still as nervous as the, when we were at the brewery But it was just amazing, and some people were, you know, lots of people still dressed up, made an occasion of it to watch it at home. Well, the top
0: half, the top half they dressed up.
1: (laughs) The top half, yeah. Some watched it with champagne, some watched it with Horlicks. You know, if you think about it, I think the last time I looked at it, it had over 11,000 views on uh, on YouTube, and and on the night, a lot more people were able to watch and take than they would have done in a live situation, and again, the yeah. guy I talked about before, he said his granny was watching, his mum was watching, you know, not just his colleagues from work, everybody was behind it. So, so again, you know, <laughs> I'm not saying that we want to carry on with virtual events, but you know, there was definitely some some learns from it into and, yeah. and benefits and some benefits that um, that came out of it, and I think we've um, we've done a lot of stuff since with the winners as well. One of the things we did we went out and um, delivered as many trophies as we could face-to-face, socially distanced, of course. Mm-hmm. You'd, you'd laugh at one of the photos of me. I've got gloves on. And, you know, at one point we had the masks on for the handing <laughs> yeah. over photo. And then we said, oh, let's take the mask <laughs> off, make sure we're two metres and, and what have you. But, yeah, um, myself, Lee, some of the judges, the sponsors, as, as far as possible, even we did doorstep deliveries we didn't go into the organizations if people were working from home we went and handed over the trophy so that again those those winners had those moments again and then we've we've invited them to online um winner stories where we've had you know refreshments delivered by bettys and the winners have told their stories and things so so we've done lots of things to still make it really special and like I say, yeah, it's just it's just been different, Martin, hasn't it? Uh, it really yeah. has just
0: been different. I think you make a really good point about um, it's probably been more inclusive. Like you say, people's friends and families, our friends and family, they get to see a bit more of what we do and share that um, experience more so than maybe seeing the, their loved one come back hungover the next day. <laughs> you know, they were actually able to... To see it, and um, that I think I think that I think that's great. Remind me of the timings again. So when, um, how long have people got to nominate until when can when's the cut off?
1: So the cut off this year is thirty first of March at midnight, and I'll reiterate that point that we never extend the deadline. So get nominations in. Get what you can do. I didn't mention this before, Martin. Is when you start your nomination online, you can go back and edit it and revisit it right up till midnight on the 31st of March. It's that version I will take at midnight on the 31st of March. It's very dramatic,
0: isn't it, midnight? The clock strikes (laughs) midnight.
1: (laughs) You know, and we say that we will, you know, be here at the end of a phone up till midnight on the closing day, and I always am. Yeah. um, I don't really get many inquiries after sort of maybe 10 o'clock ish, something like that. But we're <laughs> always here till midnight if any, if anybody wants us. So um, I, I'm conscious that I haven't talked about one of the new categories, Martin. So I, I, I'd be hopeless as Billy Connolly because I lose the trail of my story. He always comes,
0: back, <laughs> he always comes back about an
1: hour later, doesn't he? <laughs> I have to, I suppose, eventually. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but I did say, don't let me forget to talk about one of the new categories. Oh. So. So the other new category that we've introduced this year is Contact Centre of the Year. And that's interesting, isn't it? Because we've we've always said it's about the people and individuals. Mm. And we've got those programmes that are talked about. um, And we do have some team categories as well. So we have the Learning and Development team, the Digital team, the Business Improvement team and the Contact Centre Support team. That Contact Centre Support team can be any team that's supporting the front line. So it might be the quality team, it might be the data analysis team, it might be the comms team, it might be the HR team, it could be any team that's supporting the front line. Um, and we've had those, you know, for, for a few years, but the one that we've introduced this year that's a bit different is contact center year. Um, but there is a real focus on the people side of the contact center. So this isn't about, the sales performance results or the, you know, the speed to answer or stuff yeah. like that. Yes, of course, it's all relevant, but this is about the culture and this is about the the great place to work side of the contact centre of the year. And, and so I think it's important to, to bring that out. Um, but that is, you know, a great new category.
0: Yeah, I love that
1: again and um so so that's going to be interesting to see how that goes and um so so yeah so judging like i say we'll all be face to face still but virtual face to face we've already made that decision that we just don't know where we're going to be at with the vaccination and how people are going to feel about either letting people into organisations yeah. or will, still pe- will people still be working at home in, in May and June? We don't know. So we, we've made the decision already that we will do um, all of it, the panel and the interviews in the same way that we did last year on a um, platform like Teams or Zoom or whatever the finalist is comfortable with. Um, and then, yeah, we will, um, like I say, announce the, shortlist at the end of April and do that judging May and June and announce the winners 15th of July all being well. Well,
0: It's a great new category and it kind of shows as you said something at the start is um, that kind of people focus Um, it's a great it's a great industry for that and these are just the brilliant awards I'd absolutely recommend people get get involved, there's so much um, information that you provide. And I know you are um, very open to people contacting you and asking you questions about it, but uh, it's just great to see. And I think we probably need it this year more than yeah. more than any other year.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, our vision is, is to, you know, to champion more for more people in the industry. And this year we've um, introduced a panel of head judges, and um, the reason that we've done that is we want to tap into some senior people from the industry who can help us retain the robustness and retain that credibility that we're so well known for. All have been involved in the industry for several years. And again, we, we want to we want to stay relevant. We want to you know, keep our eyes and ears close ground. So that's really added something else to the program. So we're not standing still. We are, you know, growing and evolving year after year and I think that's again along with the people element of this that's what keeps it so um, you know we're in our 26th year and so and growing every year so I think that um, you know as well as the party it's about it's about the whole program isn't it yeah and I always say that when people say to me what what do I do and I try and describe it and I think some people think I'm just an event manager of that night at the brewery. And I go, yeah. no, it starts way before then. It starts yeah. weeks before when you redesign yeah. your website and you look at your categories and you design your nomination forms and you pick your judges and everything that goes on in the background. Yes, of course, that's just, it's the finale. It's the, you know. That's
0: just the cherry on the top, isn't it? There's so much more to it than, than that. It's a lovely cherry, but that is just the cherry on the top. Jackie, it's <laughs> been great to talk to you. You've really shared and brought everything to light about the, um, the real positive and emotional impact of the, of the awards and why people should nominate them. Just wanna end with a, a question for you. Um, it can't be friends or family, but what is the thing that you are most passionate about? What is the thing that, what do you do that makes you the happiest? It can be a hobby, it can be anything. What, what are you, what's your passion?
1: Apart from drinking gin, do you mean? And chocolate. <laughs> it, it, could, it
0: can be gin and chocolate.
1: <laughs> Holidays and, yeah, going out and having a good time. I think, I think it's very um, apparent to the role that I do, Martin, to be honest, because as a person and in life, my happiness comes from making other people happy. And I know you told me it couldn't be family and friends, but, you know, doing nice things for people, helping people, supporting people... Um, is what makes me happy and fulfills me, and so I'm in I'm in the perfect role, um, and uh, yeah, I think I think that's when. Yeah, what was what was the original question? Remind me of the original question.
0: What's your passion, or what um, what you're most passionate about? What you're happiest doing? That so that that answer works. Plus the gin and the chocolate.
1: Yeah, plus the gin and the chocolate and the beach bar on a nice sunny
0: beach somewhere and yeah <laughs> yeah well on on behalf of anyone that's been involved in in the process thanks for everything um you've done and continue to do it really does mean something to a lot of people and um, i'm really looking forward to the awards again and as i said would recommend people get involved if they haven't in the past if they have in the past and they should be they should be getting involved again so Jackie Pringle, thanks very much for joining us today.
1: Oh, thanks, Martin. As always, it's been an absolute pleasure and can't wait till we can, um, you know, meet up in person again. And um, yeah, we always have a photo every year, don't we? So I'm <laughs> we, looking do, for, yeah. let's hope we can have that photo uh, in real person this time. So thanks, Definitely. Martin.
0: Thanks, bye-bye. Bye.
1: Yeah.
0: Thanks very much for listening. If you haven't already, please do subscribe. Um, If you you feel inclined to, please do leave a review or get in touch with me with any questions. And as always, the podcast supports Naomi House and Jack's Place Children's Hospice Charity. I will drop a link into LinkedIn for how you can contribute to fundraising that we're doing for this charity. Thanks, everybody. Stay safe and see you soon.